center mass said, is this happening? No, center mass, you are experiencing a mass hallucination at the moment. It's all make-believe. You have fallen into the matrix, and I am your chosen YouTube propagandist today, bear of the internet. Good morning to everybody in the chat. We're going to do the brief today. It's the 15th of November, 2023. To uh, the 40% of y'all who watch the show but are unsubscribed, if you're in the non-permissive subscription environment, I understand. If you're in your mom's basement, get your life together, subscribe to the show, ring the little bell icon. It's going to be okay. I promise you. For everybody that uh, is subscribed and is not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. Okay. Um, the show, as always, is brought to us by the creator of the universe, the fine people at Patreon, link in the description, and RefugeMedical.com, for whom I am the chief shilling officer, because I'm also the founder and CEO. Good morning, Tato. All right, we're going to talk about, uh, it is, we all going to die Wednesday. And uh, that is a colloquial phrase we use around here, meaning that, hey, you're going to die sooner or later. So in the... In the vein of the Stoics, memento mori, remember you will die. And because you will die, therefore, do important things. Do things that matter today and every day. Because we probably won't die today. But we will die one day. And when you shuffle off this mortal coil, your goal should be to hear at the end of an age, well done, good and faithful servant. Not, well, master, you gave me talents and I buried them in the ground. Here's your talent back. I had a talent to begin with. If I wanted one talent back, I wouldn't have given it to you, buddy. Okay? Okay. I'm going to talk about uh, Israel and Hamas. Alan said, we all can die today. Found out last night that the Father blessed us with a baby boy. Praise Yah. Well, may he put a hedge of protection around you and your wife and your children, brother. Your whole house. You're gonna, it's going to be good. We are going to die one day, but probably not today. Yaws will be done. Brother Gas, what's up, bro? 100-pound hail. We're going to talk about Israel and Hamas today. We're going to do a little bit of an update on Trump's 2024 election bid. We're going to talk about the southwest corner of Iceland potentially exploding. And also, um, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, are ramping up their testing at airports for SARS-CoV-2, which is an indicator. Um, sorry, I just puked in my mouth a little bit. Who even cares anymore? I don't. I don't care. But they care. And remember, you pay them with your taxpayer dollars. Now, to the brief. Their independent brief, 15 November 2-3... Don't eat the bugs. Mike, I promise you, I will not eat the bugs. I will eat the sheep and the chickens and the turkeys and the cows and the deers and the goats and the bread that we make from the wheat and all the other things. Now in the sixth week of its offensive, Israel is continuing to target hospitals in Gaza. The nation has repeatedly said that Hamas runs its operations from the tunnels beneath the hospitals and other civilian infrastructure. Fact check true naturally hospitals are one of the types of civilian infrastructure that is protected during wartime but as part of international humanity as a part of humanitarian international law but if those hospital sites 
are locations of military activity, all bets are off. So far in Gaza, there have been at least 137 attacks on health facilities because terrorists are a-holes and they co-locate amongst civilian infrastructure. Also, something that most people aren't talking about in places like uh, Ukraine, uh, they of the Gomer region in biblical times. What do you mean biblical times? I don't know. We're probably living in some right now. Um, but a uh, little place called Ukraine, Crimea, uh, the Russians that nobody's talking about, are specifically targeting med medics and ambulances. That's not allowed per international law either. But this funny thing happens with international law during times of conflict. It goes right out the window. Yeah. Uh, now at Al-Shifa, the biggest hospital in Gaza, doctors are refusing to leave the 700 at-risk patients there, fearing that those people would die if left behind. Local health officials have denied Israel's claim that Hamas is hiding in the basement of this hospital. Although new intelligence reports are coming out over the last 48 hours or so, showing that some pipes have been added from the basement floors of the hospital, which your taxpayer dollars built in 1978, I believe. How's that working out for us? Uh, that these pipes are run from the basement up to the surface. And what are the pipes for? They're for ventilation. Why for ventilation? Because there's way too many people in the basement, AKA terrorists co-located with civilian infrastructure and believed to be, although unsubstantiated, at least at my level of understanding, that some of the hostages that have been taken by Hamas are located underneath that hospital. Don't know, but that's the supposition. Still, the hospital has been so besieged that it had been without refrigeration for days, and morgue staff had to dig a mass grave outside for over 120 bodies. Dr. Manir Al-Bursh, the Director General of the Health Ministry in Gaza, which is like, you know, jumbo shrimp, uh, told CNN, quote, the problem is not the doctors, it's the patients. If they are left behind, they will die. And if they are transferred, they will die on the way. This is the problem, end quote. Palestinian authorities called for a ceasefire on Tuesday for the evacuation of the patients from Al-Shifa Hospital. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza now says that over 11,000 people have been killed. And as the innocent continues to suffer greatly, international pressure is mounting. Global protests by pro-Palestinian protesters, many of whom openly support not just the Palestinian people, but Hamas, the terrorist organization that is co-located with the Palestinian people. Uh, global protests <clears throat> with many, many, many of them being in excess of 10,000 people or more. There is a wave of global anti-Semitism uh, sweeping the world's nations. And some of y'all say things like, good, the Jews run the world anyway. I think, let's just be frank, I think that's retarded. Because if they did, why? Well, I can only come up with a couple of answers. Now, you might want to walk over into the kitchen, open the drawer cabinet that has your tinfoil in it, pull it out. Eh, this is probably a wrap and a half conversation. It's not too deep. Why? Why would the Jews run the world? Well, one reason could be 
that we have been so neutered for so long that we can't stand up to a handful of men, some of whom may be Jewish, in order to recover our rights, which are based upon personal responsibility. Everybody wants freedom, but nobody wants the responsibility that comes with freedom. Yeah, could be that. Or it could be, I'm just throwing this out there, that if, and I'm not saying I agree with this premise, but if the Jews run the world, it could be that if you read your Bible in here, it says that Israel, of which the Jews are one of 12 tribes, Israel shall be the Father's chosen people, an everlasting covenant. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. So either you're a P-word because you can't stand up to the, the cabal that runs the world, or God said so, and then it was. Also, and I'm just throwing this out there, the fourth command uh, that a lot of Sabbath keepers love to quote, oh, I'm a Sabbath keeper. All right. That's cool. I mean, that's the a sign book of Genesis between the father and his people. Uh, just like your wedding ring is a sign in between you and your wife and everybody else. Hey, I'm spoken for. I'm in a covenant relationship. Um, the first half of that command is six days ye shall labor, comma. The seventh is a Sabbath of rest unto Yahuwah your Elohim, the Lord your God. I've met a lot of Sabbath keepers that are like, oh, I keep the fourth command. I keep the Sabbath. Yeah, but do you labor six days? Huh. Huh. I never thought about that. So I'm working on average 50 days a year more than anybody else. Have a great day, honey. You too. I'll see you later. Okay. Be safe. Shoot bad guys. I will. All right. I believe you. Um, and, you know, maybe everybody else is like taking over the world. They've been working a minimum of 50 extra days per year for millennia. That's, that's There's some compound interest on that investment of labor. I'm just throwing that out there. <sighs> Gosh. Worldwide Jewish anti-sentiment going on right now. Anti-Semitism, anti-Jewish sentiment, the best words. Let's drink some coffee together, shall we? All right. Now, why does that matter for you? It may not. If you're a Jew, um, Mike E, five bucks. For the adult diapers the Teamster president will need when Senator Mark Wayne Mullins beats the shit out of <laughs> and she beats the shit out of him if a sanction fight happens. Yeah, I saw that clip too. Let me tell you, Mark Wayne Mullen um is a I've never met the man, although I have tried, so that says something there. Um Let's just say that his words and his actions don't match up when it comes to his voting record. Not entirely conservative. Um, I believe the ranking he was given was somewhere in the 38th percentile per the GOP's platform. So less than 50% conservative. Um, but if he wants to beat up a teamster on pay-per-view, I'll probably throw 10 bucks towards that just to watch it. That'd be fun. I'm down with that. And just so we're on the same page, I'm totally down with dueling, like all the way down. Let's let's settle this like men. I think that we do suffer from a lack of people getting punched in the face in this society. And if Mark Wayne Mullen is the one who brings that back to the world stage, 
I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, in fact, I might even be able to get Refuge Medical to sponsor it. I'm like, I'm on. We'll have Dudley referee it. It'll be great. <sighs> Global anti-Semitism. Why should you care? Well, for one, some of y'all might be Jews. In which case, stay frosty. For another, some of y'all might look like Jews. By people that don't know, I get mistaken for a Jew all the time. Even though what I tell people is I'm so Christian that Christians don't like me anymore. Because Christian is derived from the Greek word Christios, which means follower of Messiah, not follower of the Pope or the pastor or the priest or the rabbi or the bishop or the brothers in men's group. It means follower of Messiah. Do what he did. First Peter 2.21, for this you were called that Messiah, having suffered for your sins, that you might walk in his steps. So I do what he did. Um, yeah, and we can... That's a different rabbit hole, but suffice it to say, if you read the four canonical Gospels, it's very clear that the man wore tassels uh, because the one with the blood issue reaches out and touches them. Numbers 1537, he observed the Moedim, the high holy days, uh, as documented in all four Gospels, and he went up to Jerusalem for the Pesach was near. Okay, cool. Uh, he kept Shabbat because he was in the temple on the Sabbath, as was his custom teaching, tracking. Uh, and we know he ate clean because regardless of how many times people try to misconstrue Matthew 15 about it, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him, but what comes out. Yeah. In him, there is no sin. Sin is first John three, verse four transgression of the law. So he never transgressed the law. And if you read Matthew 15 and Mark nine, I believe it is same story. It's about ritual hand washing, not about what food is or isn't. Okay. So. If you look like a Jew, but you're not a Jew, you might want to worry about, not worry about, but maybe have a little level of concern there as well. Uh, because the radical Islamic assholes know what Zitziot are too. So, throwing that out there. Sin is lawlessness. That's right, Hans Hamann. Lawlessness. In him there was no lawlessness. Hmm. Shall we be lawless all the more so that sin may abound? Or so that grace may abound. No, y'all forbid. Anyway, back to Al-Shifa. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza now says that over 11,000 people have been killed. And as the innocent continue to suffer greatly, international pressure is mounting. In a BBC interview, President Emmanuel Macron of France has called for the cessation of killing of babies and women. You mean the exact thing that started this in the first place when Hamas attacked on October 7th? Tracking. The U.S. and U.K. are both beginning to mount more pressure on Israel to protect hospitals, which means that what? Hamas will continue to co-locate at hospitals. President Biden and Britain's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak have both made statements that Israel should, quote, take all measures to protect innocent civilians, end quote, and that Al-Shifa Hospital, quote, must be protected. We shall see. Ecclesiastes, there's a season for everything. There's a time to gather stones and a time to cast stones away. Um, stones was the, uh, the weapon of choice for David before he was King David. I would submit to you that today stones look like this. And Israel is gathering stones. Okay. This sunshine through this window over here just ain't doing it. 
Proverbs 15, the way of the wrong one is an abomination to Yahuwah, but the prayer of the straight is his delight. Praise the Father. Good morning, Chicken Farmer Plus. I agree. Proverbs of the day, by the way, something you should be doing. A lot of y'all out there are like, I just don't know where to start in the Bible. Read the Proverbs of the day. Every day. There's 31 Proverbs. There's 28 to 31 days in each month. Whatever the date is, today, the 15th, read the Proverbs of the day. Proverbs chapter 15 today. And it takes you about the three to five minutes to read it. Okay? Okay. On Tuesday, the U.S. Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control, or OFAC, issued a third round of sanctions against Hamas targeting affiliate individuals. The U.S. worked in coordination with the U.K. to accomplish this. Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen said, quote, Hamas's actions have caused immense suffering and shown that terrorism does not occur in isolation. No shit. Really? Thanks, Janet Yellen. Together with our partners, we're decisively moving to degrade Hamas's financial infrastructure, cut them off from outside funding, and block the new funding channels they seek to finance their heinous acts, end quote. The individuals targeted include certain Iranian individuals, Iranian individuals, uh, yet again, another substantial tie in between Hamas and Iran. I'm not saying Iran is 100% responsible for Hamas, but they definitely support Hamas, like straight up support them, train them, uh, provide them with, uh, you know, tools and equipment and logistics and and then, see, here's the thing, terrorist organizations, all the food and fuel and water and medicine and everything else, all the relief that's coming into Gaza is being controlled by the Palestinian health organization or health ministry, whatever they call it, which is overseen by the political arm of Hamas, the terrorists. So, like, we need fuel to run our generators at the hospital. Hamas is like, thanks, we need that to run our vehicles. Oh, there's no power at the hospital. At what point is that not Hamas's fault? Right? You know what I mean? Like a little, I don't want to jump in that rabbit hole, but it's not that efforts aren't being made. It's that the uh, material is being poorly managed because it's being put into the hands of a terrorist organization. Imagine that. The U.S. carried out strikes against two targets in Syria, which were linked to Iran after American personnel were attacked. In response to that attack, Iranian-backed militants then attacked U.S. forces in both Syria and Iraq in a total of four events. The total number of attacks against U.S. forces in the last month is now at 52, according to defense officials. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said to reporters, quote, these attacks must stop, and if they don't stop, then we won't hesitate to do what's necessary again to protect the troops. I'm all for protecting troops. I'm not really all for black swan events and causes Belli to enter into another war, but um, I don't have any representation in this republic, so my opinion doesn't really matter. And uh, I'm not a defense official. I'm not a lobbyist. I'm a nobody in Eastern Oklahoma, which means that we're very likely going to have a war in the Middle East because my opinion doesn't matter. and. Neither does yours. Not to them. Speaking of people uh, who would love you to believe that your opinion matters, but it doesn't actually matter. From RT.com today, Russia Today, propaganda. 
U.S. court clears Trump for White House run. A Michigan judge has ruled that the ex-president can contest the Republican nomination, rejecting an insurrection lawsuit by activists. Former U.S. President Donald J. Trump is eligible to remain on Michigan's 2024 presidential primary ballot for the Republican Party, a state court has ruled. Why does this matter? Well, it matters for a couple of reasons. First of all, I prefer a booming economy and mean tweets to a doddering old moron who is clearly suffering from Alzheimer's doesn't know what room he's in, refers to the vice president as President Harris, um, and an absolutely horrendous economy. That's about the extent of my involvement or appreciation for politics these days. Good morning, sweetheart. We got to get a curtain or something for that window right there. I am blinded by the light. I don't think anybody actually knows the the lyrics to the following line in that Red song. Rooster. No, revved up like a doucher in the something of the night, or I don't know. Anyway, um, I much prefer a booming economy and mean tweets to the current administration. So being, you know, perfectly honest and selfish, yeah, I would like Trump back in office. Not because I want to hear the media drag his name through the mud 50 times a day for the next four years and all the scandal and intrigue and everything that comes with that. I just like the dollar to have some purchasing power. I like fuel to be two bucks a gallon instead of five bucks a gallon or nine bucks a gallon, which some analysts are calling for because of looming war in the Middle East. Uh, And so the move that had been made by a lot of the leftists was to sue Trump in a lot of these key battleground states for insurrection, meaning that he wouldn't be able to be named on the ballot. And so if he was not able to even be on the ballot in these battleground states, it would not be possible for him to accrue enough electoral votes to win. So even if he was running for president, he could not accrue enough electoral votes to win. That was the move that they were making. But That move doesn't seem to be holding up in a court of law, as evidenced here in Michigan. Michigan Court of Claims Judge James Redford delivered the ruling on Tuesday. That was yesterday. The decision followed a legal bid by liberal activist group Free Speech for People, which had claimed that Trump's alleged role in January 6, 2021 Capitol riot should disqualify him from campaigning for elected office. In his verdict, Redford explained that deciding if the events of January 6th represented a rebellion or insurrection, or whether or not someone participated in it, should be deferred to Congress. He further stressed that Michigan's electoral authorities do not have the power to remove Trump from the ballot. Free speech for people, which is different from free speech for robots, which is very likely to be a group, an activist group that we will see uh, within the next 12 months, I'm sure. I know another runner in the night part, Aaron. It's the revved up like a douche or something part that nobody knows. By the way, I have actually read the lyrics to that song. They're ridiculous. They make no sense. The calliope crashed to the ground. What? Stop. Stop. Yeah, I was going to say, there was some acid involved in the making of that song. Revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Thanks, there Mike. Okay. That's it. Whatever. Um, 
I prefer to use the term douche. Free speech for people had invoked Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, a Civil War-era constitutional clause stating that a person cannot run for elected office if they have, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion, end quote, against the Constitution after taking an oath to support it. Trump campaign spokesperson person Stephen Chung said, quote, that his team welcomed the decision and anticipates the future dismissals of other 14th Amendment cases. Trump, who, according to multiple polls, comfortably leads his rivals for the GOP nomination and has faced similar lawsuits in other states, some of which have already been thrown out by courts. While the Republican firebrand is at the center of a litany of legal battles, he's never been charged with insurrection. A lawsuit against Trump was dismissed by Minnesota's Supreme Court last week, while a verdict in a similar case in Colorado is expected by Friday. Last month, the U.S. Supreme Court rejected an attempt by Texas Republican John Anthony Castro to bar Trump from seeking re-election in 2024 on the grounds of the 14th Amendment. Texas Republican Castro to bar Trump from seeking re-election in 2024. I know you guys hate it when I say it, but I'm going to say it. Texas ain't as Texas as Texas thinks it is. Texas Republican Castro bars Trump from seeking re-election in 2024 on the grounds of the 14th Amendment. Trump is also being tried on federal conspiracy charges related to his alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election, making him the first former U.S. head of state to face a federal indictment. Now, and here's the thing. We're going to find out in 2024 if voting actually matters anymore. Good morning, Jay Whip. And as I told you on Monday, I'm not entirely convinced that it does. In fact, I trend in the other direction. I don't think that it does. Now, there are other personalities here on the interwebs, one of which is uh, Andy Frizzella from First Form and Relay F. And Andy's supposition is that they, the big they, whoever they are, can control a percentage of the votes that are cast. Maybe they can swing it by 10 or, po 10 or so percent in either direction. And that what has been going on for the last several years with this Dominion voting scan and all of that is a demoralization campaign to get people to stay home and not vote, which means that there won't be enough votes to overcome their ability to swing the, the election in any other direction. That's entirely possible, too. Um, so if you feel convicted to vote, by all means, do so. I'm not going to be the one to tell you that you got to go play Babylon's games. Uh, being perfectly frank, I don't vote in federal elections. I don't, I have never seen one that mattered to be perfectly frank. Um, a little background on me and my pops. My dad was a really interesting person. He was born in Kansas, ran away from home as a young man, went to work, uh, lied about his age, and went to work for Harris McBurney, splicing telecom cable, got fired a week before his 18th birthday, hired back on his 18th birthday. Eight months later was contract splicing himself and eight other contractors. And then uh, pretty quickly, by the age of about 20, had his own telecom and power construction company. And then because he was very good at what he does, and he passed a whole bunch of background checks, he started doing work at times, not exclusively, but at times for the military industrial complex. And rubbing noses with those people, 
My dad was on the presidential advisory board for every president from Ronald Reagan through Barack Obama. The Bushes, the Clintons, uh, on either side to be able to a presidential advisory board. It's a group of interesting civilians that provide input to the presidency about certain policies. And so that's like, I have a, a flag, a folded flag that was presented to my dad by Ronald Reagan with an eight by 10 glossy photo of Reagan handing it to my dad. Um, at one point when I was early on in power construction, um, the Clintons wanted to put up some wind turbines at their HQ and I'm not suicidal. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. Uh, and so my dad made a couple of phone calls and, um, suffice it to say that the turbines that the Clintons wanted to put up at, uh, the Clinton world headquarters for the Clinton foundation had about a $5 million installed price tag. And I tendered a bid. And the response was, and it's called an RFP, request for price. The response to the RFP was, we will award this work at the value of $45 million. <clears throat> Nine times what it would have cost to do the job. And I padded the job because I didn't really want to do it. And so when that came back, my dad was like, hey, man, you should take it. And I was like, I don't really want to owe the Clintons $40 million. They've got a bad track record of doing business with people, the 536 people who have turned up missing or dead uh, that have been associated with Clinton business and political operations. No, I'm good. I don't want to owe them any money. And so I didn't perform the work. I'm saying all that to, to illustrate some of the connections that my dad had growing up and some of the interesting conversations I was fly on the wall for. <clears throat> and I am completely unconvinced myself personally, and again, you do you, follow your convictions, but myself personally, based upon my experience, completely unconvinced that voting at a federal level matters. And it hasn't mattered, I don't think, for a long time. And I really don't think, uh, other than potentially Trump as the outsider, um, I don't think there's much difference between any of the candidates. And then even then, if I was going to pull a an op on the American people, maybe what I would do is I would take a lifelong registered Democrat billionaire from New York that has a lot of population and or popularity and uh, brand recognition and panache. And I would run that person as a essentially outsider, a third party, if you will, against the establishment because people are so disenfranchised with the establishment and then use said person to do things like ban bump stocks and uh, Operation Warp Speed and all these other things that may or may not have occurred during said theoretical person's presidency. And, and then use that presidency 
to expose all the people who are anti-establishment and put those people on a terrorist watch list. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I am saying that if I was playing four-dimensional chess at an alphabet soup agency and or I was part of the global elite Jewish cabal to dominate the world, I might do that. That might be a good move. And they still get everything accomplished that they want to accomplish. And yeah, I would shine some light on the concept of the deep state and the swamp. And maybe it's because there's people in the deep state and the swamp that aren't bad people that we, the big they, want to remove because they are stumbling blocks for our agenda. I'm just saying there's two sides to every coin. And we know the term political operative is not a new term. But we have been propagandized into the idea that Trump is not one of them. And maybe he's not. But it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people to even consider that he could be. And I think we need that mental flexibility in today's fifth generation warfare digital battle space to at least be honest with ourselves and admit our own biases and actually assess the situation for what it is. Okay. So Trump may be running uh, or may actually get on the ballot for 2024. If he does, hopefully the economy booms again. I'll, I'll take even just an upward tick. That would be fun. Just an upward tick will be wonderful because um, render under Caesars what is Caesars. Well, right now in this new uh, Greco-Roman Babylon that we live in, these, these rectangles of green paper are currency. Okay. Well, if this has value because we say so, I would at least like it to have more value than it currently does. And I am a fan of silver, uh, small denomination silver, and gold as a physical gold, as a wealth preservation tool. But if you take that to its logical conclusion as well, why does it have value? Why does precious metals have value? Because we've all decided that it does. It's a shiny rock, yo. Your my shiny rock is more valuable than your green paper. Ote. Eh. And so we talk about this stuff as fiat currency, because it is, because it is fiat currency as compared to physical wealth with gold and silver. But if you look at physical wealth with gold and silver, what is that? It's just a different thing that we have ascribed certain value to. My shiny rock metal is more valuable than your green paper. Well, and Aaron, I agree with that. The shiny rock has more intrinsic use than that paper. Eh, yeah, I can wipe my ass with this. Let's start fire with this. Um, this is easier to spend than a shiny rock is right now. Which again gets back to people talk about central bank digital currencies and the digital dollar and all that. I'm like, it's just another, but it's got control mechanisms attached to it, Bear. Yeah, it does. This has Pavlov's dog control mechanisms attached to it. There are deep psychological controls built into this green paper. 
tell me there's not deep psychological controls built into the shiny rock metal. There is. Children are dying in mines, digging it out of the ground with their hands in Africa. The Incans and the Mayans would kill people for fun to take their shiny rock metal. Crusades have been fought in part for shiny rock metal. So it's all, it's not the love of, it's not money that's inherently evil. It's the love of money in all of its forms that's evil. This is a tool to ease the flow of goods and services. That's what it's for. So at least maybe if we get Trump back, my green rectangles will be worth more during that time than they are today. It has actual value through uses. I I agree. That, listen, I see you all in the chat. I agree that there is some inherent value in shiny rock metal. I own a lot of shiny rock metal. But think about it. Actually think about it. Step outside of yourself and look at it objectively and go, this is shiny rock metal. I, yes, I can do stuff with it. You know what else is shiny rock metal? Iron. Iron. What's more valuable? A tractor made out of iron that I can plow my field with? Or a treasure box filled with shiny rock metal? They're both made out of shiny rock. Well, one is dull rock metal and the other is shiny rock metal. You see, at some point, it's just all friggin' retarded is my point. Okay? All right. Exploding Iceland. Iceland, y'all, is fixing to explode into the sky and usher in uh, a new uh, ice age because of all the stuff, the rocks and the debris that are going to fly into the atmosphere, block out the sun, and everybody's going to die, which is fine because it's Wednesday. No, that's not what the article says, but that's what a lot of commentary on articles such as this are saying. Iceland has experienced um, thousands of magnitude three, four, and five uh, earthquakes in the last four or five days that I'm aware of. In southwestern Iceland, there is a fishing town by the name of, I believe it's Gurindavik. 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 Um, that is the only name of anything in that area that I can pronounce because the way that they spell words in Iceland is they get out the Scrabble board they put all of the letters inside of the box. They shake it up, dump it onto the table. And what, whatever uh, letters are facing upward, those are the letters that, and in whatever order they're in, those are the letters that they name the thing. Okay. Yes, RL, RL, that is correct. Four volcanoes fixing to go off about the same time. So the fishing village of Gorindavik of approximately 4,000 people has been evacuated because the volcanoes be popping off, yo. There's magna, mag, magma, magma everywhere. Uh, the probability of an eruption is still considered high, say geologists. In the event of an eruption, the most likely location is at the magma dike, which is in, in slash under slash near Gurindavik. Um, and they are currently, uh, geologists are picking up sulfur dioxide on their devices, meaning that the magma is near the surface. So, this has been going on for a while. It could be nothing. It'll probably be nothing. 
Uh, most are saying that uh, the situation, the most concerning situation is that the magma will eventually make its way to the surface and create a, quote, Hawaiian-style lava-producing volcanic eruption, end quote, that could fissure over a long distance. Okay. Um, and while locally for the Icelandic peoples, that's probably going to be anywhere from slightly catastrophic to mildly annoying somewhere on the spectrum there. Uh, for us, uh, probably not that big of a deal. It's another one of those, hey, look over here at the Iceland uh, magma tubes. Don't look over here at these other things that we're doing. It has a slight possibility, a slight probability that there's some catastrophic eruption and part of Iceland falls off into the ocean. How big of a part? If, if it's more than a square foot, do we care? It's more than a square kilometer. Do we care? I don't know. Part of it falls into the ocean and then ash is spewed and carbon dioxide is spewed into the atmosphere. Probably more carbon dioxide in that one eruption than the entirety of mankind has put into the atmosphere, by the way. And oh, by the way, carbon dioxide feeds plants and plants are necessary for human life because it creates oxygen. Almost like there's some kind of divine plan to this blue marble that we all live on. Um. It could have a catastrophic explosion and block out the sun. In which case, do you got any long-handled underwear? Because it could get cold. Low, low likelihood, though. So that's the update on Gudindavik. And uh, the last thing I wanted to look at this morning, uh, per the blaze, the CDC to ramp up surveillance at airports to track viruses. Yet another reason I have zero interest in getting on a commercial flight. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced that it plans to ramp up surveillance at some airports in the nation to track infectious disease, this coming from the blaze. According to a recent press release, with the holiday travel season approaching, health officials hope to reduce the spread of viruses, the agency stated. Or, or I'm just throwing this out there, you could get sunshine on your body, eat real food, and do PT, and then have this thing called... Um, Oh, right. An immune system. You could have an immune system and then respiratory viruses will like make you sick for a day instead of a month and potentially kill you. And also, let's say you get RSV or SARS-CoV-2 or something, and then you go to the hospital because it's pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I got a fever and then they put you on forced ventilation and they blow out the alveoli in your lungs. And now you can't exchange CO2 for carbon dioxide and vice versa. And your entitled CO2 goes way through the roof and your uh, SpO2 goes through the floor. And because you literally can't breathe. And then they go, oh, my gosh, it's a terrible respiratory virus. He can't breathe. Respirate him. Respirate me harder, daddy. And they respirate you to death. And then that artificially spikes the death toll from this disease through the roof uh and then to combat the uh blown alveoli in people's lungs they come out with some experimental medications that clearly cause cancer based upon reporting from the fda and the cdc now yep that's a real thing um and they jab that into the arms of a hundred million or so americans and a billion or so people around the world just to see how much shit you will take from them before you revolt Yeah. Or sunshine, real food, move your body. It's entirely up to you. You pick. So 
the CDC is ramping up their uh, testing for viruses at airports. Uh, let's see. Beginning at Boston's Logan International, Virginia's Dulles International, New York's John F. Kennedy International, and California's San Francisco, San Francisco International. Participants will answer a short survey which provides a rich meta metadata to accompany these samples and inform public health decision making. No. Nasal samples can be transferred to CDC laboratories for further testing. No. The CDC claims the program is voluntary. No. And the samples collected from arriving international travelers are anonymous. <laughs> no. How many freaking cameras are there in airports? Yeah. Okay. Last year, the agency launched a program to track infectious disease by testing airplane wastewater. The CDC stated it's currently expanding from a pilot phase to broader implementation. Your taxpayer dollars at work, people. Your we need to sample all of the shit from the toilets on these planes to find out if somebody has a cold. Cool. Uh, let's see. The program provides early detection of flu, RSV, and select other respiratory viruses in addition to SARS-CoV-2. Over 370,000 travelers have agreed to participate in the program as of October. No, 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 no. And there's more bullshit in this article. What I think could be interesting. Now, again, you should still have your tinfoil out from earlier in the brief. I'd add at least another wrap and a half, maybe two full wraps for this. Let's just throw this out there. Going back to Trump and 2024 and potentially potentially, possibly, and I will eat my words if it turns out that voting at a federal level matters, like for real, I'll be the first one to come on here and tell you, just like I told you that I thought Russia would be in Kiev in a week when they invaded and they're not, and I admitted that as well. So um, if Trump gets elected in 2024, there's this guy, you might have heard of him. His name is uh, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates and all of his subhuman cronies have been talking about Pandemic 2025. Remember that? Pandemic 2025. And the possibility that there could be another global pandemic, this time affecting children acutely. My guess is they have already picked whatever virus this is going to be that will kill children. And if they need to release another pandemic to, to be the head wound, the final killing blow on freedom and on representative republics and on the global economy so that they can continue to amass power and wealth to themselves, they'll pull that out again. Oh, here's another global pandemic. You thought you were going to get an international resurgence of the economy. You thought you were going to get peace talks. You thought you were going to get prosperity. You thought you were going to drain the swamp. No, instead, we're going to kill your children. Yeah. So pandemic 2025, keep that on your radar. And I will tell you as somebody who owns a medical company, right now, medical components are hard to get. Right now, because of the war in Ukraine, because of the war in Israel, and because of the very probable war 
in the South China Sea. Although President Xi and President Biden asterisk are meeting today to discuss how our two nations can move forward. And it's possible that Xi is backpedaling a little bit because a lot of the propaganda that's being pushed in China right now is all of a sudden pro-American and about the long relationship, mutually beneficial relationship that America and China has had. So that is probably an economic indicator for China because their economy is in the shitter and war costs money. And also their demography is in the shitter and war takes people. And so maybe, I'm not saying that they've abandoned their 400-year plan to become uh, top number one in the world. I'm saying that maybe they're pressing pause so they can address those issues before they continue again. Deagle Report. Everybody loves bringing up the Deagle Report. Yep. Um, there's a percentage of probability ascribed to the Deagle Report, and it's not 100%. So, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe the U.S. and China remain friends uh, or become better friends, or maybe we go to war. I don't know. But my point is medical stuff is very difficult to get right now. And if there's a pandemic 2025 and you already have no money, thanks to Biden inflation and uh, reduced work hours, and you all are already having trouble traveling because gas prices are so high. And we know from insider intel that the aviation market is not getting the maintenance that it needs on all of their vehicles, all of their infrastructure. And now you got to get a nose swab to get on a plane, bro, because SARS-CoV-2 or whatever the new thing is, it's going to kill children in 2025 if the wrong person gets elected again. Yeah. All of which goes back to, y'all, basic preparedness. Do you have food? Do you have food? Can you produce food? Do you have water? Can you collect water? Do you have people? Can you protect yourselves? Do you have camo and transpo? Can you move? I'm never leaving. Well, if you live in Gorindavik and the, the magma tube is about to blow out through your living room floor, you're leaving, bro. There are circumstances outside of your control that will cause you to leave because humans have an innate survivability built into us. We, we have to. It's fight or flight. And it's a, your amygdala. It's a thing, right? Your PFC, your prefrontal cortex shuts down and all the reasons why you would or wouldn't do a thing go away and then you start operating with your lizard brain which is like i might die i must leave okay so can you leave do you know where you're going to if you have to leave? have you war gamed that do you have routes planned out do you know what you're taking with you who you're taking with you how you're going to get there do you have fuel in your vehicle the basic prepper stuff man basic prepper stuff food water shelter air that's important um, probably a good day to audit your systems. If I had to be up today, how quickly could I be up and where would I go when I was up? If uh, you don't have a dedicated place to go, drive 180 degrees away from the problem. The problem's coming from the west, drive to the east. It's coming from the south, drive to the north. Okay. That's our, our basic prepper tidbit for today. I'm going to go pee because it's my show and I can do what I want. And then when uh, I'm done with that, we're going to discuss the value exchange. So this is a wonderful opportunity for those of y'all who do not participate in the value exchange, either because you've already taken, uh, you've already participated in the value exchange or because you're a freeloader.
uh, to beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Okay, man. All right. Cool, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I'm falling down. Are you still alive? I'm still alive. Oh. We're about to do the value exchange. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't just, just come in here and start talking shit. Yeah. I almost did. Almost did. Well, you know. I'm glad I didn't say what I was going to say on the live stream. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, you know? I, yeah, I got to go sit in front of the camera again, talk to the people. Talk. Do you talk to talking thing? I'll do what I want to, woman. Shut up, dog. Get that mouth out. <laughs> oh, simmer down, bandit. <laughs> I'm back, and only 200 people jumped off. Oh, that's not Whatever. Oofta. Gosh. I need a freaking haircut, man. Look at this. What's going on here? Whatever. Patreon.com, the video on Patreon this morning, links in the description to all this stuff, uh, was somebody asked, Bear, how did you meet Pastor Joe? Pastor Joe Fox of Viking Preparedness in Shofar Mountain. And so Dudley and I were driving in the van, and I answered that question, as did Dudley. So you can check that out. Am I still banned from typing? I don't know. Apparently not. But if you're going to be an asshole, we can ban you again. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that we do those things around here. So Patreon is a prepper consultancy. You ask the questions. I give you the answers. Oftentimes, myself and my wife give you the answers. Or myself and uh, my brothers give you the answers. Or you, there's a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes content there from, like, Filming at A Rude Awakening or filming in Mountain Readiness or filming at Polyface Farms or all that other stuff. You look sleepy, Mr. Bear. Good morning, Brenda. How are you all doing? We're doing great. Um, I am a little sleepy. I was bombarded by children, praise y'all, when I walked down the stairs this morning. And my seven-year-old fell asleep on the couch at seven o'clock last night. And before I had gotten to the bottom of the stairs, she was right in front of me, full-blown, wide awake. Good morning, Dad. And I was like, I'm trying to get to the coffee pot. I love you, but stop. You must stop. Dad needs coffee. She had woken up at 4 o'clock because she went to bed at 7 o'clock, and she had been awake since 4 o'clock. 
just and did you know that bananas and blah 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 and sometimes a giraffe and blah 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 and I'm like oh coffee so um yeah so yeah I'm a you know it's all right it'll be okay and uh anyway patreon link in the description refuge medical um I don't know how the crazy kids at refuge medical did this I, I legitimately don't know how. I'm proud of them, but I don't know what the hell they did, other than I know that it was moral and ethical and righteous. Um, all colors of the bear fact are now back in stock. Now, um, I told Patreon yesterday, because I always give Patreon a heads up when things come back into stock before I tell the Bear Nation here on YouTube. It's one of the perks of Patreon. So all colors. Red with reflective, multi-cam, ranger green, black, gray, coyote tan. They're all back in stock. Their bear facts are so scary right now. I don't have one to show you. I own the company. <laughs> and I don't have one to show you. Uh, the bear fact that usually rolls around with me in my executive rucksack. Yes, I have an executive rucksack. Um, the last time I saw it was in Harmony, North Carolina at Mountain Readiness. And I'm pretty sure it got put in with the kits that we brought for sale there. Um, so yeah, I don't have a bear fact to show you. I do have a bare minimum to show you, but these are sold out because there's two wars going on right now and medical tyranny. So if you want one of these, today's a great day to go get a bear fact or the kit of the week, the SOB, the small, the back kit. All of our stuff, listen, y'all, you know the drill. It's made in America. It's guaranteed forever. And when I say forever, I mean, if you give one to your children in your will and their kid breaks it, I will replace it at no cost to you. Tina Adkins, thanks for the hundred bucks, Tina. I don't know why you did that, but I appreciate you doing that. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, made in America, guaranteed forever. 93 lives saved to date, in addition to the 15 Oklahoma law enforcement officers who have had their lives saved with a refuge medical kit through Project Tribute. And uh, all of our stuff is HSA and FSA eligible. And the promo right now is it's in stock. We have stuff and nobody else does. That's the big promo. So if you need to get some medical stuff before uh, Iceland blows up, today's a great day to do that. Across the table, Bob. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? I'll be seeing you shortly. Cheers. Um, RefugeRuckus.com. You guys should know we're fixing to ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th. A lot of people have asked, uh, you know, we need an update on the ruckus. Cool. Me too. And I'll be getting one today. So I should be able to get you an update on the ruckus on Friday. Uh, but thus far, not a whole bunch of people have signed up to ruck. Um, so this is my polite encouragement for y'all. Thank you, Flora S. Uh, come to Fort Smith, Arkansas. Ruck with us. There will be a dozen speakers and presenters and instructors. There will be live music. We're renting a huge venue to do this, to raise money for Caleb House. Because unlike a lot of people, we actually do 
anti-human trafficking. We don't make Instagram ads about it. We don't produce informational pieces of content. They will never make a movie about my life. We do shit. And I'm happy to tell you, I can't give you the details, but our teams in the field have been kicking a metric shit ton of ass lately. Praise ya. So on the... We got to make sure the good things happen to good people. We also got to make sure the bad things happen to bad people. The lamppost collection is coming. Excellent. On the bad things to bad people side, our teams in the field have just been crushing it. Praise Yah. So thank you to everybody who prays for them and supports them at calebhouse.org because they've been They've been getting it. Um, so Refuge Ruckus, man, that's that's the only event that we know of in the world to date, specifically designed to throw a middle finger up in the air at pedophiles, march through downtown with our rucksacks on because we are us and we respect the usness of us to raise funds and awareness for Caleb House, which is actually doing stuff as compared to talking about it. I saw an article, you know, we're just going to go here. I saw an article on the blaze this morning, which has an interesting relationship with Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Rescue. <sighs> Tim, who has been accused of sexual misconduct at this point, the veracity of those claims, I cannot speak to. Uh, I don't know anything for or against that. I do know that it's a great way to shut somebody down is to accuse them of something like that. And so this isn't me defending Tim Ballard, but I don't know. I have zero details on that other than what everybody else has said. And in a situation like that, it's quite easy for somebody to make an allegation. How do I know? Because we deal with people who make allegations all the time. There's a Torah for that. And the mouths of two or three let a thing be established. There's also a Torah for this next part. There's a woman who is about a 60-year-old woman who was previously on the board of Operation Underground Rescue, now is not on the board of Operation Underground Rescue, out in Utah, part of the LDS Church, who is a spiritist, a medium. And she uses, according to the article written by The Blaze, which was fairly well-researched, um, uses her psychic powers to direct Operation Underground Rescue operations around the world. Yeah, it's at The Blaze. Go look at it, theblaze.com. Scroll down, you'll find it. Now, there's a thing here in this Bible. Deuteronomy, where are we? Ba-doo, ba-doo. Deuteronomy 18. Verse 10, let no one be found among you who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices divination or a user of magic or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these is an abomination to Yahuwah. And because of these abominations, Yahuwah your Elohim drives them out from before you. Be perfect before Yahuwah your Elohim, for these nations whom you are possessing do listen to those using magic and the diviners. But as for you, Yahuwah your Elohim has not appointed such for you. 
elsewhere in the word, it says, hey, what do we do with people who do this? And it says, you hit them in the face with a rock. So, well, I'm sure this woman's a really nice woman. Um, Caleb House doesn't use sorcery to rescue children from satanic ritual abuse. Okay? We don't do that. We just go rescue them. You know what we do use? Intel. You know how we develop intel? We don't burn our sources. We don't shit all over law enforcement. We don't put together cases that are not actionable. We don't film movies of our operations. Just saying. Um, so refugeruckus.com, grindstoneministries.com for your Caleb House swag, t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies. Uh, our brother Rex's uh, The Real Dope shirt, our brother Sauce Facts Not Feeling shirt, proceeds of which go to benefit Caleb House. There's links in the description. CalebHouse.org if you want to learn more about us. And MoosrunCoffee.com by the Grindstone Blend. Portion of the proceeds support us at Caleb House from that. And I wanted to read to you again from Epidemic, America's Trade in Child Rape. Because... Most people are blissfully unaware of the depth of the depravity of what is being experienced by these children and the war that we're fighting. And I can't tell you the details of what we're doing because it will compromise operations. But I can tell you the details that this woman, Lori Handrahan, with a PhD, has researched. And in a section titled The National Security Problem from page 81, we'll just start here which I've already mentioned previously, this one guy, but Timothy DeFoggy, 56-year-old acting director of cybersecurity cyber for the Department of Health and Human Services, was sentenced acting director of cybersecurity for Health and Human Services, was sentenced in January 2015 to 25 years in federal prison for the participation in a child pornography ring that shocked veteran investigators. DeFoggy was a registered user of an online child rape and torture trading site and expressed an interest in the violent rape and murder of children. He discussed meeting at least one other member to make plans to locate children to rape and then murder them. Acting Director of Cybersecurity, Health and Human Services. Stephen Mantha, 62-year-old electronic technician with the U.S. Postal Service, arrested and charged September 22, 2016, with possession of child pornography and accessing the in, accessing with intent to view child pornography. Mantha was using his government computer to trade in brutal abuse and rape of young children, including children as young as three. The anal rape of children as young as five. He also accessed Russian child pornography trading sites. October 18, 2016, he was arrested again when investigators located a video of Mantha sexually assaulting a young boy. The USPS continued to employ Mantha until October of 2016 when he was allowed to retire. Mantha was under house arrest, but after his second arrest, he was taken into custody pending sentencing. As of July 2017, sentencing has not yet been set. Michael Beeman, 62-year-old regional public relations officer with the Army Corps of Engineers in Winchester, Virginia, was arrested January 20, 2014, and pled guilty October 2015, guilty October 2015, to four counts of child pornography possession and one count of child pornography transportation. Sentenced to 30 years, investigators seized over 250 electronic devices with thousands of images of child pornography from Beeman's residence. Beeman had been producing child pornography by filming the rape of boys as young as eight since the 1980s 
including the rape of a boy at Patrick Air Force Base where Beeman previously worked. He gained access to his victims by offering his services as a babysitter on a military base and developed a father-like relationship with the boys he targeted. He had been a government employee for over 40 years. Gans Nachman, 42-year-old U.S. diplomat who admitted taping his sexual encounters with teenage girls while stationed in Brazil in the Congo, sentenced August 2008 to 20 years in prison. Nachman also pled guilty to child pornography possession. One of his videos was titled Congo 2004 Sexual Adventures. He has a law degree from University of Pennsylvania where he was president of the Naturist Student Association and led demonstrations involving public nudity. William Schaefer, a child protection services staffer, was arrested July 2013 after he purchased nearly $7,000 of child rape and torture videos. According to Schaefer's criminal complaint, a 1987 police report alleged Schaefer sexually molested a boy between the ages of eight and nine. The police report alleged the incident happened while Schaefer was a child protective services employee. Investigators also seized sexual stories from Schaefer's home. One of them described a seventh grade boy being abducted, molested, and sodomized. Robert Singer, 49-year-old father of two and chief operating officer for Washington, D.C.'s National Children's Museum, was arrested 6 November 2007 and charged on five child pornography distribution counts. He pled guilty and was sentenced July 16 to five years. Singer was caught sending child sex abuse images of children as young as five, including from his work computer, to New York undercover police department detective who was posing as a 12-year-old girl. Singer was pretending to be a 15-year-old boy. And the last one I'll read to you this morning. Stanley Doroniski, a 53-year-old child protective services employee, arrested December 21, 2010, and charged with two counts, each one of possessing and receiving child pornography. Upon his arrest, Doroniski possessed more than 2,400 child sex and abuse images and videos, including the abuse of children as young as four. Investigators also recovered 11 zip disks of child porn in a locked trunk, among other CDs. Dorniski has been trading in child rape and torture since 1990. Dorniski pled guilty July 27, 2012, and was sentenced to six years in federal prison. His girlfriend found the images and videos and notified law enforcement. He had been a police officer in Utica, New York, before he went to work for Health and Human Services. And on and on and on and on and on. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we cannot use the government to solve this problem. The government is, in cases, part of the problem. And that's why Caleb House exists. Because somebody has to do something. And we can't do it all. But I will handle whatever problems the father puts in front of me. I can't save the world. I'm not trying to. But we will always go when a problem like this lands in front of us. And we cannot do that without y'all. And I am very thankful to each one of y'all 
that supports what we do. Big text. It is the book Epidemic America's Trade in Child Rape by Lori Handrahan, PhD. And you, I do not recommend you get this book. I do not think most people can stomach the contents of this book. I do not read to y'all the really explicit things that are in there. And they are shocking even to me. And we have, we built a ministry around this and they're shocking even to me who is involved and what they did and why. Um, so thank you to those of y'all who support us at calebhouse.org. And if you're convicted to, you can do that at Caleb with a K, calebhouse.org. If you're not convicted to, I don't want a dime of your money. Just not interested in playing those games. We are 100% funded, and I will be the first one to tell you I am beholden to no man or woman. We do what Yah tells us to do. And Yah commands us, forsake not the widow and the orphan. If you do, your wife will be a widow. Your children will be orphans. Tracking. So, with that, let's talk to the Father. Give me your hand, sweetheart. Oh, good morning, Father Yah. Father, thanks for letting us wake up today. Thank you for the sunshine. Father, thank you for our family and all of our people and our businesses and our ministries. Father, please continue to steward and protect them. Father, thank you for everybody within the sound of my voice. I pray that you'd smile upon them today, that no weapon formed against them should prosper. And Father, that you would give us the intestinal fortitude to stand for you and your righteousness and put 10,000 to flight if need be. Father, please help us continue to create these non-permissive environments for sin, to stand in your conviction, to be men of Elohim, to be women of Elohim, to be sons and daughters of Yah. Father, empower us and strengthen us and give us authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Pour out your Ruach HaKodesh on all flesh for wisdom and discernment. And Father, please give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, let us not worry about today or tomorrow or next week or next year, but to operate in your will today. Thank you for giving us everything we need and most of what we want. Father, for those that are hurt in the audience, those within the sound of my voice that the world is not right, I pray that you would manifest yourself miraculously and that you would bring your comfort to them. Father, I pray that you make us strong enough to participate in your will, whatever your will might be, and that your will would be done, not our will. Father, anything that's within the sound of my voice that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to destroy itself. Build us up, Father. Use us as your hands and feet. 
He'll lift all these people up and I set them at the foot of your throne and ask that you would bless them today, that you'd smile upon us and that you would remember us as we do our best to remember you. And ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Bless y'all. CJ, the preparing prepper, email events at calebhouse.org for the answer to your question. Events at calebhouse.org. I am going to go do CEO stuff. I appreciate y'all. Be the light, Bear Nation, and do not tolerate any darkness. The light shines into the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. But don't take no shit from anybody. Do not tolerate the darkness. Bless y'all. Shalom.